Welcome to the Hello Someday podcast, the podcast for busy women who are ready to drink less and live more. I'm Casey McGuire Davidson, ex-red wine girl turned life coach, helping women create lives they love without alcohol. But it wasn't that long ago that I was anxious, overwhelmed, and drinking a bottle of wine a night to unwind. I thought that wine was the glue holding my life together helping me cope with my kids, my stressful job, and my busy life. I didn't realize that my love affair with drinking was making me more anxious and less able to manage my responsibilities. In this podcast, my goal is to teach you the tried and true secrets of creating and living a life you don't want to escape from. Each week, I'll bring you tools, lessons, and conversations to help you drink less and live more. I'll teach you how to navigate our drinking-obsessed culture without a buzz, how to sit with your emotions when you're lonely or angry, frustrated or overwhelmed, how to self-soothe without a drink, and how to turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst-case scenario to the best decision of your life. I am so glad you're here. Now let's get started. Hey there. I've got some big news for you that I have been not so patiently waiting to tell you about. After six months away, my super popular completely free masterclass is back and it's better than ever. I've been working on it for months. So if you have been struggling to get sober momentum, please go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class. You can sign up for my free training, Five Secrets to Taking a Break from Drinking, even if you've tried and failed in the past. In this 60-minute masterclass, I am going to share with you all the things you need to stop doing because they're setting you up for self-sabotage and what you need to start doing instead. I am giving you the steps and the mindset shifts that I go through every day with my private coaching clients, and it is completely free. So if you are sober curious, if you've been thinking about taking a break from alcohol, this class is going to set you up for success. I promise you it is worth your time. So hit pause on this episode, go to hellosomedaycoaching.com forward slash class and save your seat. Today, we're going to talk about how to set yourself up for success in early sobriety. And it's all about self-care. If you've been going through life, pushing yourself in every way, overscheduling, putting your head down and trying to go through your endless to-do list, feeling like there's never enough time in the day, overwhelmed, overworked, overtired, you're going to do what you always have done, which is drink to check out and to tolerate your life and your schedule. Self-care probably feels like something you don't have time for if your life looks something like this. You satisfy the needs of your boss, your coworker, your partner, and your kids, but not yourself. You strive to meet every need, fulfill every request, and meet every obligation. You come home from work and try to make homemade lunches, help with homework, do the dishes, finish the laundry, and reply to work emails once the kids have gone to bed. 
you take your personal days to volunteer at your kids' schools rather than to recharge. You take care of the house and the groceries, the laundry, the doctor appointments, and sports schedules in between your business trips and conference calls. You do everything for other people and you put yourself last. And then you drink way too much every night to check out and to stop feeling so anxious, tired, stressed, and behind. But then you do it all again the next morning. Something has to give. You can't keep living this way. And right now, what's giving is you. What's giving is your health and your happiness and your sanity. You've been drinking to put up with the way you've set up your life. And that needs to stop now. Because self-care and taking care of your own needs, it's absolutely critical if you want to get out of the drinking cycle, if you want to stop drinking, wanting to quit drinking, being determined to stop, and then drinking again. It's exhausting to live that way. And in order to stop, in order to take care of yourself, you have to give yourself permission to take a break. You won't be able to quit drinking if you don't change the way you've been operating when you were drinking to get through the day. In early sobriety, you need to lower your bar, and then you need to lower it again. You need to stop going so hard or you won't get to the good part. And here's why. When you finally decide, that you're ready to get out of the exhausting cycle of drinking, trying to quit, drinking again, you want to make sure that this time you're successful. And to be successful, you need to get through day three and day four through your first weekend in months or years without a drink. You need to remove as many sources of stress and overwhelm, of aggravation and resentment You need to get rid of as many triggers as possible. You need to stop trying to take care of everything and everyone else. And you need to start taking really good care of yourself. Once you take the alcohol out of your system, your body will quite literally be recovering from having it in your system. You're going to be really tired really, really tired and extreme self-care is required. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pretend you have the flu. Stay on your couch as much as possible. Rest, sleep, watch bad TV or good TV. Go for a slow walk to get some fresh air and don't do much more. Your homework right now is to take a look at your current to-do list and take some stuff off of it, like a lot of stuff, for your entire first month. Anything beyond what you absolutely need to do to not lose your job and keep your family alive, you should take off the table. Don't volunteer for the field trip or the work project, the organization of the baby shower or the surprise birthday party. 
Don't decide that this is the day or the week or the month to organize your finances for the first time in ages. Find someone else to do the carpool duty or the big presentation. Beg off the weekend family reunion or a 40th birthday party or company picnic. I know you don't think you can. You feel like you have to go. You think it's important. You feel obligated and like it'll look bad if you don't show up. And that's where the guilt comes in. Because for the first time in forever, you are going to actually take care of yourself. You're going to rest when you're tired. You're not going to drink to just push through the overwhelm or the stress or the social anxiety or being exhausted or being at something you don't actually want to be at. So you're going to say no to a lot of things and then you're going to feel like you're not doing anything. You are going to feel guilty. I know when I started to do this and not just for an afternoon because I was hungover, but for a full week, two weeks, a month, I lowered the bar and I felt like I was being way too easy on myself, too self-indulgent, like I wasn't doing my part or carrying my fair share. I felt guilty going to bed early, sitting down, reading a book, watching TV, drinking a cup of tea. But here's the thing that you need to understand. You're not actually just reading a book or making tea, or watching TV and going to bed. You're not. Here's what you're really doing. You are navigating your entire life without alcohol. You are getting up and getting dressed without a hangover. You're working and dealing with your boss and your coworkers without thinking about if you have enough wine at home at the end of the day. You are sidestepping offers for office happy hours or looking away from a friend's post about the date night with the big glass of wine on the bar. You're dealing with all the emotions that are coming up that you had pushed down so far and for so long when you were drinking. You're dealing with kids and carpools, homework and bedtimes, late night emails and marriage without alcohol. You're figuring out if you want to go to a football party. And if you do, what non-alcoholic drinks you're going to bring for yourself. And if you're going to drive your own car. And what sober treat to get for yourself at the end of the night. You are doing big stuff. This is really important work. You are quitting drinking. And if you do it right, you only have to do it once. So. Now is not the time to start a huge diet. It's not the time to dump all of your wardrobe on the bed and Marie Kondo it up. It's not the time to start a new endeavor, no new projects, no new responsibilities. Go ahead and lower the bar and then lower it again. Because if you go too hard, if you try to do too much, if you keep going at the pace when you were going when you were drinking to dull your senses enough to make it all okay and fade away, you won't get to the good part. I promise you that after this part is over, 
you will have more energy, motivation, and drive than you've felt in years. You will sleep well. You'll wake up with energy and feel good. And you can do anything you want to do then. But for today, you don't have to cook dinner for your kids. They can eat cereal. You can lay under a blanket and watch bad TV while the kids watch TV too. You can put them to bed and crawl into bed without doing the dishes. You can cancel swim lessons or just decide that your kid's not going to soccer. Your goal is total and complete self-care with bonus points for sloth. Baths, sleep, books, relax, walk, repeat. If you're at work, try to do the least amount. Pretend you have the stomach flu. If you were throwing up, you wouldn't go into work or you would work from home or you'd leave early. You are quitting drinking. Take care of yourself first and then you'll be able to take care of everyone else. I know it feels counterintuitive, but you do really need to slow down in order to spring forward. Just get through the first days without drinking. Get through day two and day four, day six and day eight. Getting through each day is like putting a brick in a barrier wall you're building between yourself and drinking. Just by getting through the entire day and the entire night without drinking, you get to put a new brick into that wall. And as the wall gets higher, As more bricks get added to the wall, as it goes from two bricks to four to 12 to 19, the stronger you will be. It may feel like you're doing absolutely nothing, accomplishing nothing, just resting and napping and going for walks and doing the work you have to do and driving the places you absolutely have to drive. But that's not true. Every single day you're adding a new brick. And that is hard work and it's important work. So I've told you that self-care is important, but you might be sitting there like, I don't even know what to do. I don't even know what that is. I get plenty of pedicures. I buy myself whatever I want anyway, or I have zero time for self-care. Literally, it cannot happen. So how can you figure out what you need? When I quit drinking, I had to implement a new practice. Every morning after I rolled over in bed, I laid there for a minute and I asked myself, how can I take care of myself today? Here's why this simple question works really well as a new morning ritual. It covers a lot of ground. Asking yourself, how can I take care of myself today? It immediately kicks your mind into self-care as a primary goal. It makes you do a quick physical body scan. How do you feel? Are you tired, stiff, anxious, restless? It also makes you do a quick scan of your schedule, what you have planned the day ahead with the purpose of finding some window of time for self-care. And it also makes you do an emotional scan. So you're asking yourself, how can I take care of myself today? Am I overwhelmed? 
Am I lonely? Am I sad? Am I excited? I'm got too much work to do. I only have 20 minutes at this window. Um, however you feel, right? So you figure out what you need and then you figure out and put the intention out there that you can choose one small thing to take care of yourself. You are prioritizing your needs and it's really sad that finding 20 minutes to do something to take care of yourself and figure out what you need is important, but it is. When I was drinking, I used alcohol to calm my mind, to relieve anxiety and to sleep well at the end of a busy day. I didn't know that alcohol actually spiked my stress hormone, increased anxiety, and as little as one glass of wine a night reduced my sleep quality by 24%. I was really excited to find Tanasi, a better way to find calm, rest, relief, and to reduce inflammation. Tanasi creates the highest quality, scientifically validated CBD and hemp extract products. Tanasi's formula includes a unique combination of CBD and CBDA in every dose, which is two times more effective than just CBD alone. So if you want to create a sense of calm, to calm your mind, to relax before bed for a great night of sleep, try Tanasi. Tanasi's being really generous with our listeners. You can go to Tanasi.com and use code HELLO to get 25% off at checkout right now. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with the promo code HELLO and get ready to sleep well. Oh my gosh, can we talk about perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause for a minute? I am 48, so if you're going through it, I'm right there with you. I mean, hot flashes and night sweats, racing thoughts, the low moods, the poor sleep. It is not cool. And that's why I was really excited to find a supplement called Hormone Harmony by Happy Mammoth. It contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors like those super fun hormonal changes. It helps reduce menopause symptoms head on. And if you're interested in trying it, you can use the code HELLO for 15% off your first order. Women cannot stop raving about it on social media, but the biggest benefit is the simplest, feeling like yourself again. So if you're going through this, like I'm going through this, for a limited time, you can get 15% off your first order at Happy Mammoth. Dot com with promo code hello that's happy m a m m o t h dot com and use promo code hello for 15% off your first order psychology today it does a really good job of describing in practical terms what self-care means so i wanted to share it with you this is what they said Self-care means finding a way to decompress throughout the day, not just when you leave work. What is it you do to rest your mind during and after the workday? 
What helps you tune out the noise? Self-care means knowing who you are and your limits. Self-care means recognizing when you are doing more than you are used to handling and trying to figure out what can be done to slow down. Self-care means making sure you're well-fed. Do you eat well? Does what you eat give you energy that you need to function? Do you take time to eat meals at work? Or do you take time to have snacks when your body requires food during the workday? Self-care means taking the time to get to know yourself better. It means learning to recognize your own temperament and trying to prepare for your personal limits. Self-care means identifying what you enjoy doing, what's fun for you, and make a serious effort to integrate it into your day or at the very least into your week. Make it a habit to plan something to look forward to every day. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Self-care means knowing how to debrief from a day's work. That might mean walking home from work to clear your head, driving in silence, or listening to music to help transition from work to home. Self-care means feeding your spiritual self. That might mean meditating, praying, communing with nature by walking in the park, observing a sunset or a sunrise, practicing gratitude, reading or listening to something inspirational. Self-care means giving some thought to changing a difficult situation. We know best what we need and what we can deal with. Is there anything that can be done to make your life less stressful? Think about whether changes can be made to your work environment, where you sit, the work you do. Are you working unsustainable hours or is there some end in sight? That can apply to your personal life too, with your schedule of your family and with your partner. Don't worry. I know that was a lot. So I'm going to put all these questions and what self-care means as identified by psychology today in the show notes of this episode. But you're probably hearing all that and you're busy. You have a million things on your schedule, but I want you to start thinking, even with that schedule, what can I do to take care of myself today? This is a muscle you use every day. This is a new practice. And my favorite part of it is I can do it while still laying in bed. Because if nothing changes, nothing changes. And you want to stop drinking. You don't want to feel this way anymore. So here are some questions to ask yourself to start. How can I take care of myself today? If you are lonely, think, can I call a friend on my drive to school? Or can I call a friend on my drive to work? Do I need compassion? Do I need a heart to heart? Do I need a laugh? If I'm feeling overwhelmed, can I make my life easier? Can I pick up, take out sushi or an easy dinner instead of cooking tonight? If I'm overwhelmed at work, okay, I'm going to take care of myself by prioritizing some projects or pushing out some deadlines. Not everything can be done at the same time without losing your sanity. Do you need some alone time? One way you can take care of yourself is to think, 
can my kids go to another house for a few hours this weekend so I can get some self-care or some downtime or be alone? If not, can I reach out to see if my babysitter's available in a couple of days? A few hours of babysitting can be cheaper than the wine you drink each week and way better for your body or your mind. Or can you ask your partner to cover a few hours so you can take a long walk and listen to a podcast or a book on tape or sit in a coffee shop alone? If you feel like you need a boost of human connection, can you stop by the desk of a friendly person at work and say hello? Can you read a book instead of watching TV or working after getting the kids to bed? Can you go to bed early and listen to a sleep meditation and get up early for a quiet hour alone in the home? If your body is tired, can you stretch or can you meditate? If you're feeling restless, can you go for a walk or a run? If you feel worn down, can you eat something with protein so you're not starving during the witching hour? If you feel like you don't have anything nice for yourself, can you add flowers to your shopping cart at the grocery store? Essential oils, hand cream, a bubble bath. These are all small acts of self-care. And rather than just buying something for yourself, what you're doing in the morning is identifying something specific you need that day. You do a schedule scan, you do a body scan, and you do an emotion scan. And then you pick something. I hope as you listen to this podcast, you will also think of quitting drinking as the ultimate act of self-care. Because it is. You are about to take care of yourself better than you have in a long time. Hi there. If you're listening to this episode and have been trying to take a break from drinking, but keep starting and stopping and starting again, I want to invite you to take a look at my on-demand coaching course, the Sobriety Starter Kit. The Sobriety Starter Kit is an online self-study sober coaching course that will help you quit drinking and build a life you love without alcohol, without white knuckling it or hating the process. The course includes the exact step-by-step coaching framework I work through with my private coaching clients, but at a much more affordable price than one-on-one coaching. And the Sobriety Starter Kit is ready, waiting, and available to support you anytime you need it. And when it fits into your schedule, you don't need to work your life around group meetings or classes at a specific day or time. This course is not a 30 day challenge or a one day at a time approach. Instead, it's a step-by-step formula for changing your relationship with alcohol. The course will help you turn the decision to stop drinking from your worst case scenario to the best decision of your life. You will sleep better and have more energy. You'll look better and feel better. You'll have more patience and less anxiety. And with my approach, you won't feel deprived or isolated in the process. So if you're interested in learning more about all the details, please go to www.sobrietystarterkit.com. You can start at any time, and I would love to see you in the course.
And if everything I said in this podcast so far doesn't make sense and you still don't know what to do on day one or day two or day six, I wanted to share Glennon Doyle's advice on what to do on your first sober morning from her book, Carry On Warrior. Early in that book, she is a chapter titled Day One, and it starts with this greeting to my friend on her first sober morning. To this day, I haven't found anything that more accurately describes the feelings of early sobriety, how sensitive and irritated and sad and confused you can feel when you stop being numb. And here's her advice on how to step into life once you stop drinking. Here's what she wrote. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Get out of bed. Don't just lie there and think. Thinking is the kiss of death for us. Just move. Take a shower. Sing while you're in there. Make yourself sing. The stupider you feel, the better. Giggle at yourself alone. Joy for its own sake. Joy just for you, created by you. It's the best. Find yourself amusing. Put on some makeup. Blow dry your hair. Wear something nice. Something that makes you feel grown up. If you have nothing, go buy something. Today is not the day to worry too much about money. Invest in some good coffee, caffeinated and decaf. Decaf after 11 o'clock. Read your daughter a story. Don't think about other things while you're reading. Actually pay attention to the words. Then braid your girl's hair. Clean the sink. Keep good books within reach. Start with Traveling Mercies. David Sedaris is good too. Glennon goes on. Get out of the house. If you have nowhere to go, take a walk. Don't excuse yourself from walks because it's cold. Bundle up. The sky will remind you of how big God is. And if you're not down with God, then the oxygen will help. Same thing. Call one friend a day. Don't start the conversation by telling her how you are. Ask how she is. Really listen to her response and offer her love. You will discover that you can help a friend just by listening. And this discovery will remind you that you are powerful and worthy. Glennon says, get a yoga DVD and a pretty map. She wrote this while there were still DVDs. You can find videos streaming on the internet. Practice yoga after your daughter goes to bed. The evenings are dangerous times, so have a plan. Yoga is good for people like us. It teaches us to breathe and that solitude is a gift. Learn to keep yourself company. When you start to feel, do. For example, when you start to feel scared because you don't have enough money, find someone to give a little money to. When you start to feel like you don't have enough love, find someone to offer love. When you feel unappreciated, unacknowledged, appreciate and acknowledge someone in your life in some concrete way. When you feel unlucky, order yourself to consider a blessing or two, and then find a tangible way to make today someone else's lucky day. This strategy helps me sidestep wallowing every day. Glennon says, and this part made me laugh, 
Don't worry about whether you like doing these things or not. You're going to hate everything for a long while. And the fact is, you don't even know what you like or hate yet. Just do these things, regardless about how you feel about doing these things. Because these little things done over and over again, eventually add up to a life, a good one. So you can take Glennon's advice, or you can take my advice or something in between. But either way, I want you to start taking very good care of yourself. I'm sending you hugs and love, and I'm so proud of you for doing this. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Hello Someday podcast. If you're interested in learning more about me, the work I do, and access free resources and guides to help you build a life you love without alcohol, please visit hellosomedaycoaching.com. And I would be so grateful if you would take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast so that more women can find it and join the conversation about drinking less and living more. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there.